Hello, everybody. I'm John Locke, and I'd like to welcome you to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. Listen up and enjoy the segment. One of the big thought errors, which is going to create a very damaging challenge to you becoming successful traders, what we call impossible expectations. Realize there's a difference between expectations and aspirations. An expectation is something that you completely and fully expect to happen. An aspiration is something that you work towards. Okay, it's, it's something that you aspire to do. And when we start talking about goals, goals should be viewed as aspirations and not expectations. Now, some people have goals and they expect those goals to happen. And again, that's going back to an expectation. We want to be clear that our goals are aspirations. A goal is something that you put out there that you aspire towards and you become a better person and more skilled person in the pursuit of that goal, in the process of getting better, in the process of moving toward that goal. An expectation is something different. Again, expectation is you, you fully expect that. We'll go into why that is such a big deal as we move forward. But uh, I put impossible expectations near the top of this slide here, or at the top of this slide, because it really is one of the most damaging things that I see traders deal with when we are coaching them and we're talking to them and we're trying to make them better traders. The other thing that's right at the top of the list is expecting to eliminate variance. One of the most common comments that I get from traders who call me who've been trading for years and they're just not successful in their trading is I expect or I'm, I'm looking to get consistent results. They're basically telling me they expect to get consistent results. The problem with trading is that that is a fantasy that's believing in Santa Claus, that that even exists. Now, it's not a problem to have a goal or an aspiration to get as consistent as possible, but the definition of consistent results is the same results all the time. And when they say consistent results, I assume they're talking about winning results, meaning that they want to win all the time. Now, when I bring this up, a lot of people understand logically that that's not possible. You can play the game of trading 100% perfectly and lose. You can also play the game of trading like a complete idiot and win. Expecting to win all the time, regardless of how you're playing the game, is a fantasy. Now, aspiring to win more often, aspiring to win more consistently, having a goal to win more consistently is something that you strive for, and that's actually very good. The expectation of that is what's going to tie you up or, or prevent you from becoming a great trader, prevent you from being a full-time trader and being profitable over the long term. So we really need to do that. Now, when I, when I bring this up to people and I say, uh, you know, they come in and, and someone will, will say to me, you know, I want to get consistent results in my trading. I'll say, well, what do you mean by consistent? Because consistent means the same all the time. 
Consistent is the same thing regardless of what's going on. It's always the same thing, right? That's what consistency. That's what consistent is. And I and they'll they'll tell me, well, no. They'll think about it, right? And they'll say, well, no, no. I I, you know, I really don't expect to win all the time, but uh, you know, I I just want to win more often. And I say, okay, well, that's fine, right? Because they because logically they know that they're not going to win all the time. But one of the things you have to be aware of when you're evalu evaluating yourself and something that I'm aware of when I'm evaluating other people is people believe you can tell people you can tell what people believe by based on what they do, not on what they say. So the other thing is what people initially say is usually what they actually mean. So when they say I want consistent results, i.e. I want to win all the time, that's actually what they say. It's just that when they when they think about it logically, it doesn't make sense, or they realize that maybe that's a fantasy or that's something that's not going to happen. But you can tell whether they they fully internalize that logic, or if they actually are expecting to win all the time, and you can tell that by what they do after they have a loss. You can tell by what they do when they're winning, and how they're scaling size when they're winning and what they're relying on for confidence levels and so forth. And I can say 99% of the time when somebody tells me that they don't expect to win all the time, they actually expect to win all the time. So you need to watch for that in yourself and not expect to eliminate variance. Like I said, it's perfectly fine to strive towards being as consistent as possible, but you do not want to expect that to happen because that's never going to happen in trading. Another thing, and I might be jumping ahead because I might have this on another slide. When you think about whether you're going to get consistent results in this type of a field, you have to go back and look at like other fields that require a certain amount of performance in order to trade. Sports like golf, sports like baseball and basketball and a whole bunch of other things. And he was telling me about Tiger Woods. He says, well, how, how often do you think Tiger Woods has to win to be the best golfer in the world, right? Because for a, a period of time, he was certainly and clearly the best considered the best golfer in the world. And he was saying at his top, and he threw out a percentage, and I don't really remember what that number was, but it was somewhere in the 10% range of the games that he actually won in order to be the top player in the world, meaning that he's spending most of his time failing. He's, spent, he's not getting consistent results. He's getting a lot of variance in those results. And, you know, it's, the numbers are different, but it's the same thing for a baseball player. If you're, if you're, if you're hitting 30% of the pitches that you have thrown to you, you're considered a Hall of, Fam a Hall of Famer in baseball. You're looking at a 70% failure rate. It's the same thing with trading. Our failure rate may not be that high necessarily, although it might be if you're directional trading and, you're taking and you have certain types of trading strategies. If you're doing complex options strategies, you're, you know, your hit rate's gonna be closer to 70%, maybe a little bit higher than that, but you're still gonna have that variance. And having that variance is a, a part of the game. And you need to expect that. The other thing that we have a lot of challenges with as traders 
is misinterpreting feedback. Jerry called feedback from trading false feedback. And I thought that that was an excellent term for that. I had actually never um, thought of the term in that way, but he was just talking about how, depending on the sport or the type of activity you're doing, there's always a certain amount of false feedback. And false feedback is where you make the right decisions, but you get a bad result, or maybe you make the wrong decisions and you get a good result. And he was talking about false feedback in trading is as high, if not higher than almost anything else that you can do. Meaning that if you're using trade by trade results as validation of performance or validation of your process, then you are very likely basing your skill level on false feedback or something that really has nothing to do with whether or not you're skilled or not. And when you think about that, you can, you can see where that leads, right? If you've, if you've won a trade and you think you did the right thing, when you actually did the wrong thing, that sends you in the wrong direction. If you've lost a trade when you did the right thing and you interpret that as doing the wrong thing, it sends you in the wrong direction. This is why people spin for years and years and years trying to make it as a trader. They simply, they don't, they don't fully internalize this. I think, at a, again, at a logical level, I hope at least that most of you understand that and you get that. At a logical level, you can trade with a crappy process, right? I can come in, I can randomly buy a trade, I can have no stop loss on it. I can um, allow that trade to draw down a stupid amount of money. And if I just hold it, it is possible the market comes back and I end up making a really huge return on that particular trade. My process sucked completely. I was completely irresponsible, but I won. If I interpret that as the right thing to do, at any level, right, I might consciously, again, we're dealing with conscious and unconscious, I might consciously understand that that was probably a bad thing to do. But my unconscious works on feelings, on pictures, on emotions. If I'm taking, allowing those emotions to go in, unsupervised, so to speak, in other words, not supervised by my conscious mind, uh, if I'm allowing those to go in unsupervised, then at that level, I believe that's the right thing to do. And I'm going to tend to do that. And of course it works the opposite way in the opposite direction. If I do everything that's completely right and I lose three trades in a row, then uh, depending on how I feel about it, I might consciously know I'm doing the right thing, but unconsciously I might not. So we wanna keep those things in mind. Another mistake, keying confidence level on your trade by trade results. We talked about this before in the past. You know, I traded three or four trades in a row, five trades in a row, six trades in a row. Uh, I want all those trades. Oh, that must mean that I'm highly skilled. That must mean my strategy is really good. Let's double my size, triple my size, quadruple my size over the next three or four winning trades. And at that point, you have a huge gap in, between your confidence level 
and your actual skill level. Okay, because sure the trades won, but the fact that they won could simply be, especially in our type of trading that we usually that most of us are doing, these high probability trades. There's a good chance we're going to win seven, eight, nine, ten trades in a row, and we might do that really without any problems, right? We put the trade on, maybe make an adjustment here or there, take the trade off, the trade wins. Oh, this is wonderful. The problem is a sample size of 10 or 12 trades is nothing. If you were to ask somebody what kind of a sample size that you would need in order to even begin to find out if your trading strategy is a viable strategy, if you're not looking at other elements, right? Because uh, one of the things that you've seen me do in the past, if you've been to any of my live seminars, is take a look at this trading strategy and let you know where it's going to work and where it's not going to work. But when you go back to the strategy itself and you're depending on just your results of what you're getting in the what we would call short term, to see if that's viable, you need to look at maybe 100 samples to even begin to figure out if that's viable. In our type of trading, that's 10 years if you're doing one trade a month. There are other ways, luckily, to see if that strategy is viable, but, but that's something that you need to keep in mind. Meaning that if you have a given year and a particular strategy and it loses that particular year, it really doesn't say anything about the long-term viability of that strategy. If the strategy wins in a given year, it doesn't tell anything about the long-term viability of that strategy. But if you turn around and you get super confident that this you found the trade that you've been looking for, right, the perfect trading strategy or, or, or whatever, and, you, and your confidence level goes through the roof, at this point, your confidence level, especially if you're just following rules and you're not really understanding the strategy itself, your confidence level goes through the roof. You know, you have a confidence level of 10, you have a skill level of two. And when you trade with a confidence level of 10 and a skill level of two, that's a problem. That's when you trade too big. That's when, when if you experience a loss, you're devastated and you start reducing your trading size and go back to an ADBD trading size. That is what causes that. So always remember that long-term results are probability driven. If I'm in a trade that wins 90% of the time, then my long-term results over maybe a period of five or 10 years should reflect that. Individual trades are luck driven, meaning that the result of the last two or three trades may have absolutely nothing to do with how viable or how good your particular strategy is or how your skill level is, how, whatever you're doing. That being the case, right, since our short-term or individual trade-by-trade -trade results are luck-driven, I encourage you to never base your confidence on the fickle fate of luck because that only brings you, again, that only creates the gap between your confidence level and your actual skill level. And you can have it the other way also. I have traders who, have, who are highly skilled. They have been studying trading for 10 years. They um, know anything there is to know about options and things like that. And then, and they have no confidence in their skills. In other words, the skills are there, but they have no confidence. And that's, that's, and that's another problem. It's up to you to decide to figure out where your skill level is and then decide where your confidence level should be. And that is what I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments or anything else you'd like to see in the next trading performance podcast, please list that in the comments and I'll personally answer your questions and comments 
for you. Also, I'd love to encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our trading performance and pro memberships where you can find the tools you need to become a much more effective trader, regardless of the type of trading you do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.